Hello and welcome to Normal Change. My name is Sean. Firstly, I am not an expert, a guru, or a thought leader. I am a husband, father, and pastor in that order. I'm using this podcast to document my life's journey, to change how I think, I speak, and I act until I'm more like Jesus in my normal, everyday life. Thank you for taking this journey with me. This is episode three. Okay, so today, what I've been thinking about, um, I've been listening to this song. Well, let me look at it on my phone. I'll. Um, so what I have here is, if you listen, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, or if you have Spotify, I have a playlist that I link to my show notes. And I'm putting all of these songs that inspire me, I'm putting all of them in the playlist. So um, hopefully that's a cool thing. Anyway, it's this song called Alter by Brooke Poindexter. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, Brooke Poindexter. And it's called Alter. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Um, I love it. And basically she's saying, I'll build an altar here uh, to remember your goodness to remember your grace in my life, to remember so that I won't forget all the things that you have done. And it made me think about um, Joshua chapter three and four. I actually preached this at a, um, preached this message at a wonderful church in Williston, North Dakota um, for Pastor Jason Winnis at a, Wonderful church called Freedom Church. Shout out to Freedom Church. And um, what did I call that message? Um, Take a step, leave a stone. And essentially, it's the Israelites. So Moses took them as far as he could take them. He passed away. Joshua's the new leader. And he's establishing himself as a leader. God reassured him, hey, I'm I'm with you just as I was with Moses. And um, they get to this point where they, they have to cross the Jordan. And what's significant about this is um, the people on the other side of the Jordan, so all of the different people that they have to conquer, they're not, they hear the Israelites are coming, but it's really, they really got about two, three months to go because the water is moving so rapidly that uh, it's it's a it's a death trap. Like nobody can cross, especially not you know a couple million people can cross this raging, very dangerous uh, river at this time because it's overflowing. Like it's raging, it's overflowing, and um, God leads them right to the river, and uh, basically it's God proving that He's with. Joshua, just as he was with Moses, because when they when they cross over, then the river is going to split just like the Red Sea split. And um, so really cool story. And as the priests, the priests are carrying the Ark of the Covenant. So if you don't know what the Ark of the, of the Covenant is, it's it's like this. Um, it was this box that was specifically designed as God told them to design it. And it was said to hold the presence of God. Um, 
And as the priests were carrying it the way they were supposed to carry it, as they were carrying it, and as they took a step into uh, the Jordan River, then the sea split and the water stopped. And this is this is unheard of. Like there's no scientific reason for it. It's a miracle. It's God intervening into into their affairs to prove that I'm with you, that I'm loving you, that I'm here to protect you. And um, so right there, I was thinking about the times where um, God has showed up in my life just to say, I love you. I'm with you. Just miraculous little things. It may be uh, someone saying, hey, I'll, they sent us some money out of the blue, money unsolicited. And we really needed that to pay off some bills. It's just God sending a miracle that we did not expect um, just to show, hey, I'm still with you. I'm not, I'm not hidden. I'm not an absentee father. Like I'm still in the mix. I'm still with you. So anyway, so they're walking across this now uh, dry river and what God says. So they, they get to the other side and he said, Hey, Hey, before you, before you leave, send guys to go back into the middle of the river and to grab 12 stones and uh, grab some pretty big stones, take those stones and build a memorial or an altar so that you can remember how the Lord rescued you. You can remember what the Lord has done for you, but also so that when your children see it and your children's children see it, then they'll say, hey, what's that? What, what is that? Why did somebody put that there? And you can tell them, well, this is the time that the Lord showed up miraculously just to prove not only that he exists, but that he's with us, that he's, he loves us, he's for us. And um, so I'm listening to the song Altar and I'm thinking about this passage and I was thinking about like what, how, how do, um, how do I set up altars and memorial, memorials to remind myself and remind my family of how God has been good. And um, I think one of the ways we have Sunday prayer uh, before the kids go to sleep and my wife, Maya, she set that up where we, um, we just, we all say a prayer. So we usually start from the youngest to the oldest. So I go last and my six year old, he starts it off and then we all pray and then we all give a shout out. So we, we shout one another out. Hey, shout out to, to this one because they helped me or shout out to that one. Cause he let me play his video game or, and this is, we set that assignment time aside as sacred to remember what God has done, to remember that he has been good, to remember that we still trust him and, um, and those things. So that's how we set up an altar or memorial. But what, um, so here, here's, here's my thing for you. What places could you be setting up altars or memorials? Maybe, maybe it's writing out a list like of, of prayers, little 
big that you remember praying and God coming through for you. Like something, just little thing, just jog your memory and write out as much as you can and, uh, and put it somewhere, put it somewhere, bring it out every so often. And maybe, maybe talk to your family about it. Like, Hey, I don't know if you knew about this, but, um, when you were, tell your kids, Hey, when you were, before you were born, the doctor said this and they said that, uh, you weren't going to, um, you weren't going to come to full term and, and that, uh, you, you probably wouldn't make it. And, you know, we prayed and sister such and such, she prayed and man, we were a little bit worried, but we had a piece. I mean, just share these stories about God's goodness. I remember, um, I was watching this pastor on TV and he said, so his father, he, he, he runs a really big church and his father ran the church before him. And it was a smaller church when his father ran it. But he said, his father was telling this story about how he couldn't get into his car, his car trunk. And he was trying to get in there. He was trying to shimmy at everything. And finally, his father just got tired and frustrated of it. And as he was walking away, he said, in Jesus name, you go ahead and open up and just walked away from it. Almost just kind of losing all expectation that this thing was ever going to open up. And as he said, in Jesus name, you open up that car trunk just flew open. (laughs) And he said his father, who used to be the pastor, was telling that story when he was preaching. And uh, a guy came up to him after service. And the guy said, hey. Uh, uh, preacher, that story you told about your car. He said, yeah. He said, was that a true story or was that just, that just a preacher story? He said, what? Was that a, a real story or a preacher story? He said, look, I don't, I don't have preacher stories. He said, these are my stories. This is a real story. He said, why do you, why do you ask? And the guy told him, he said, I've never, ever had a prayer answered by God. And, um, the, the, the son, the current pastor was saying, look, there are people around you in your life, perhaps in your family that have never prayed a prayer and have seen that prayer come to pass. They've never seen God show up. So their conclusion is that God doesn't show up. So when you tell them, Hey, I know you haven't seen it yet, but let me tell you all the different things I've seen, little or big. They say, oh, maybe this God thing is real. And it it, it makes a difference. So um, think about what are the altars or memorials or, or places, things you can do to remember God's goodness. It's good to just jog our mind. We need it. Like if you're anything like me, man, sometimes I get... I get weary or I get frustrated or I think that, okay, God, what's going on now? It's, it's been, I haven't, I haven't heard from it or I haven't seen anything big or the desires of my heart have not come to pass for some time. I think you forgot about me. I think you, you used to uh, be with me or you used to be running with me or you used to be helping me out, but I don't see it right now. Maybe, Maybe you're giving more attention to somebody else. Maybe, maybe you don't care about me like you used to. And I know this is all terrible, but this is the way it feels sometimes. But what, what helps that? Well, reminding yourself and the people around you, no, God showed up here. God showed up here. God did this. God is still good. It's just good to jog your memory, to create an altar or a memorial of his goodness 
and his love for you. It does something, it does something good to your heart. It keeps your faith going. It, it puts some fuel in your own tank for you to go on a little longer. For and uh, we all need some fuel in our tank. So that's my that's my thought for today. Started off with the song, uh, moved to Joshua chapter three, uh, moving into four, and a really cool story. You should read it. Um, and um, that's where I came to this conclusion. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks for, for hanging out with me. Uh, normal change, episode three, and I'm out.